Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Waynesboro at Work, a podcast where we interview entrepreneurs and business leaders to learn about the origin stories of their businesses, where the passion for their work comes from, and a little bit of everything in between. I'm your host, Brooke Anderson, and I'm joined today by Amanda Stone and Ray Murray, who are the owners of the Tubular Toy Box in Waynesboro, Virginia. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having us. So for people that might not know what the tubular toy box is all about, tell me a little bit about what makes your business and your products a little bit different than what we might find at a regular toy store. Well, we actually um, specialize in vintage toys. Um, so most of our things are pre-loved is what we like to call them. <laughs> uh, and they do span back. We've got things back from the seventies all the way up to today. Um, we have a little, a little bit, um, for everyone. Awesome. And so it sounds like a great place where parents can come and bring their kids. Parents are recognizing toys. They, you know, played with during their childhood and then are able to introduce their kids to some things they might not have seen before or that have, you know, had new iterations. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. We get those comments all the time. Yeah. Nostalgic throwback for people our age, but then also the kids, there's things for the younger kids to relate to as well. Awesome. Well, it sounds like a really fun business. Tell me how you guys got started. Like what was the evolution? When did the idea come to mind and how did you get to the point where you now have a brick and mortar store in Waynesboro? Um, so it started with uh, Amanda wanting to, she, she made candles and sold candles. Um, and she wanted to uh, try to put those in a retail setting. So we ended up um, renting a small um, space at, it was basically like an antique style mall okay. um, called the Shops on 340 in Grottos. And uh, we started out with her candles and I had some old action figures that, um, that I had. And it was, since it was like a, you know, an antique style mall that she was selling in, I figured I'd throw some of my stuff in there, our space too. And um, they started selling pretty well. And we talked with the owners of the place and uh, they were like, yeah, toys are pretty popular. So we started bringing toys into there. And then the next thing you know, it, the candles kind of moved out of our space <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, it became all toys there. And then um, she wanted to give a, an actual store a shot. So um, we moved out from the, the shops on 340 and moved into a small place here downtown. And then uh, that was back in 2019. Yeah, that was was before COVID. Yeah. And our space was very small. Like Um, less than 400 square feet. Wow. Very very small retail (laughs) space. So when COVID came, it was kind of hard to keep that open. So we shut down for a while. Uh, And in the meantime, she she found our current location and and talked with the owner of the building and worked out a a plan to get us moved into this spot, which was much bigger. And we were able to reopen during COVID and we've been open now for over a year here at the new location. So, Wow. Okay. So quite kind of an evolution there and you, you know, you bring up COVID and wow, so many 
um, business owners were sort of in this position of having to pivot, you know, sort of unexpectedly. What was it like, especially being, you know, a, a pretty new business, um, trying yeah. to get that retail space going, and then suddenly you're hit with something that was, you know, extremely hard to predict. And then, you know, kind of minute by minute, things were changing with the lockdown and all of that. What was that like for you as new, you know, entrepreneurs? Well, we did, we did unfortunately close. Um, however, I had the idea because it was like right before Easter, I, I figured I would make these, I would make Easter bundles, um, unique one of a kind Easter bundles with items that we had in shop and I would advertise it. Um, which I got a really good response. Um, and it was like no contact. I would arrange everything. I'd walk it out to people's vehicles. I even delivered um, to people. Um, so that got us by a little bit, um, which we still do the bundles to this day. It's just, nice. it's just different now. But, um, and we were lucky enough to obtain, um, I know that uh, Waynesboro Downtown Economic um, development, they, they provided, um, some grant funding that we applied for and that helped us as well. So we did have some assistance to help us through, especially when there was no income coming in to help us make rent and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. You hit on two really, um, important points that I've heard, um, from other entrepreneurs as well, which is finding something that you did during the pandemic that you actually carry through now, you know, now that there's some relief from the pandemic. Um, so the Easter baskets sound like a great, great thing that sort of came from that. And then also just the support of the community that you're in during such a trying time. Um, why did you feel like Waynesboro was the right place to have your business? Literally, we live about five minutes away. I was born here. I did. I obviously didn't venture very far. <laughs> and driving to um, driving to Grottoes was like a twenty-five minute drive, and I really saw the potential of you know we don't have anything like this um, in Waynesboro. Well, really, we don't have any vintage toy stores, uh, you know, without going to like the antique mall or anything like that. So I figured it may be worth giving it a shot. We were able to get a small space at a reasonable price to give it a go. And I mean, and I mean, we're only open on the weekends, so we're still, we're still trucking along in a larger space. So hopefully one day. <laughs> awesome. So when you talk about vintage toys specifically, give us some examples of the kinds of things people can expect to see when they come in. Uh, probably the, the biggest things for us is the 80s toys. I think the mm -hmm. 80s uh, is very nostalgic right now. And everybody our age is getting into collecting and, and starting to buy back the toys they had when they were kids, whether they have kids to, of their own that they want to play with now, or they're just trying to buy back the stuff they had just for the memories. Uh, I think collectibles and toys are really taking off. And uh, so I think the 80s toys are really big. Things like G.I. Joe, uh, He-Man. Uh, the Ninja Turtles, Transformers, My Little Pony, um, mm -hmm. a lot of the like Polly Pockets really popular with a lot of people, uh, Care Bears, mm -hmm. um, boy and girl stuff is, is, is really popular. And surprisingly, I think 
I think the girl collectability really surprised me when we opened the store because I've I expected you know the guys are really into toys and they'll be buying the GI Joes and stuff like that, but it's kind of blown me away as we went how much how many women and girls are into collecting the toys they had when they were a kid. Also, I've been very surprised by that, and I think it helps because both of us know each side of that so yeah we're a team um, <laughs> girls <laughs> so it definitely and boys. Helps, you know I can pick out the guy stuff and know what's popular what's valuable and she's she's on the girl stuff so it, it, it works out pretty well yeah awesome I know that you named a few things that I was very familiar with I was a Care Bear collector at one yes. point in my life so I I feel you on that one um so you mentioned that you guys are a team what is it like being in business with your significant other Um, it's, it's fun. Like before we, you know, started the little shop space and stuff like that, we enjoy going out and buying things from our childhood. So it really was a spawn from an interest. Like, and now when we go out, like we can't go on vacation without doing it. Like it, it consumes our life. (laughs) Um, so it's good that we enjoy it. And it's something that we obviously we're together all the time so you know we do that together so it works it's kind of like a treasure hunt a lot of times when we go on vacations because half the time is our vacation the other half is trying to find good things to sell in the store things we're looking for or you know really good deals on on rare items that we're trying to get in the store so so it must be like pretty thrilling like when you find that thing you've been or like something unexpected Yeah, yeah like the thrill of the chase it's, it's almost like a toy American pickers kind of thing. Yes. <laughs> a lot of the times where we're going around just hunting for stuff and come across things that, that we've been looking for or things to bring in the shop or things that our customers have asked us to try to locate for them, uh, things like that. So. Okay, so you bring up another interesting point. So people can, if they come in and they're kind of looking for something specific and you don't have it, sort of let you know what they're looking for and you can keep an eye out for them, it sounds like. Oh yeah. We actually have, I created a little dry erase board. So I have things when people, you know, ask, Oh, I'm like, no, but I can put it on the board. And you know, if we go out of town, I'll take a, I'll take a picture of it. I've done that before just so that we can keep in mind. Gotcha. Now, if people have toys that they are wanting to sell, can they also contact you and say, Hey, I have some items. Are you interested in looking at them or how does that work? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, so we we, typically, if people bring stuff in, we'll take a look at it there. Uh, Or a lot of times people walk in not realizing that we buy stuff and ask us about that. Um, Usually we'll tell them take, instead of dragging all the stuff down here first, take pictures of it at home, send it to us on Facebook uh, through messenger. And we can give you an idea of, of what we would be interested in buying Mm -hmm. uh, things like that. But um, yeah, we, we, we do buy, sell um, and trade. We, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll, we're willing to trade things too. So sometimes we have kids that'll bring in their old toys and want to swap it out for new stuff. So, so we do things like that as well. Awesome. So everybody that's getting ready, once we can get out of this cold snap, getting ready to do their spring cleaning, you have old toys, oh, yeah. over to these guys yeah. and see. Um, yeah, clean the attic and bring it to us. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Absolutely. So, you know, it's one thing to have an idea of, hey, I want to start a business or, you know, I have a passion for something and I want to try um, to turn it into a business. It's another thing to actually follow through and do that. So what do you think is 
was your real motivating factor to bring your idea and make it a reality? Well, I'm determined. I actually, (laughs) I'm determined. I was determined at one point to have my own business. Like I would love, I'm working, we both work full time. So I I want it to be a goal that I can run my own business full time as well. It's just right now, it's just a part-time venture for us since we still have to pay our bills. Mm -hmm. But um, I actually was part of the Grow Waynesboro back in 20, I think 2018, the Grow Waynesboro competition. Um, I actually, I was one of the eight finalists. I did pitch um, the River City Makers Market um, that I wanted to bring downtown, which was like a eclectic mix of um, like artisans and stuff like that. Well, that didn't pan out, you know? And so, I, I mean, I also used to coordinate vendor events. I'm just, I'm really driven about doing things, I guess, in the community. And of course, making my candles. I had a following um, of that. Uh, So I knew that I wanted to have my own business. It just surprisingly took a turn and it fell into the lap of toys. So, hey, well, I think there are good nuggets there. Like one, it's encouraging to meet entrepreneurs who are, you know, like you said, you're working your full-time job while right now this is sort of the side hustle part-time thing that you're doing. I think a lot of times people think, oh, I need to make a choice of either or, and that can feel very scary. And then they don't end up making the leap, but you know, your, your story is proof positive that you can kind of start on this passion project and something that you hope to be full-time at some Mm -hmm. point in the future. So that's awesome. That's a great example for people out there. Um, And then the other thing that I really love about what you said is, you know, being able to pivot, like you might have an idea of, Hey, I want to sell candles in this booth, but then you realize like, Oh wait, the toys are selling much more than the candles. So we're going to like pivot towards that. I think sometimes it can be easy to get kind of stuck and fixated on one idea and one way that things have to be, but a lot of successful entrepreneurs I've talked with are able to pivot in that manner. It sounds like that really played a role in what you guys did too. It did. Yeah. So you say that um, you're very determined and clearly you're very engaged in the community. Um, Where did your um, entrepreneurial spirit sort of stem from? Like, were you kids that had lemonade stands? Were you mowing lawns? What were you, where was the first time you sort of saw that entrepreneurial spark? Lemonade stands were always fun, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I actually was a Girl Scout. Okay. So I was very involved in the community with uh, one of our troop leader was very much someone that um, exposed us to a lot of things. So running the cookie booths with cookie sales and stuff like that. It's just, I really do think it's fun from some of my experiences, you know, just being a Girl Scout. Um, for me. So it it helped in that sense. Awesome. What about you, Ray? Uh, I gotta be honest, the business (laughs) aspect of it was all because of her. I I honestly, at the beginning of this, I really didn't think that we would be able to have a sustainable toy store in Waynesboro and, uh, you know, be able to support everything with it. But, um, but she's proven me wrong over and over again with the 
with her business plan. So she tries to be the voice of reason. <laughs> I'm the dream yeah, chaser. Yeah, she's making it work. So. Awesome. Well, you know, we, uh, we kind of call that like, usually if there's a, a pair of people doing something, you have like the visionary and then you have like mm-hmm. the integrator, you know, and the integrator is often the voice of reason and the visionary is sort of dreaming big. Um, yeah. but together, man, you can do such wonderful things. Um, so, you know, there are a lot of, uh, people that will be seeing this and listening to this and, and reading, um, your story that, also have an idea in mind of something that they're interested in doing for a business, what advice would you have for people that are just kind of starting out? Um, first, start small. You know, you don't have to jump into anything super big. Like, you know, with I when I started making my candles back in 2006, I would just go around to local craft shows and stuff like that. And then, you know, I decided after years, I did want to try to um, have them presented in a retail setting. So I did then partnered with some of the local businesses with um, in Stanton and here um, just to get some exposure. And then of course that led us to the shops on 340 in Grotto's. Um, and then it was like, we took the bite of, oh, maybe toys do well there you know after talking to the guys that ran it and stuff and and then when I decided I wanted a retail space like you couldn't get any smaller (laughs) than (laughs) the space that we attempted to rent but you you got to make sure you start out small and give yourself the potential to grow I I do not suggest jumping in head first into some massive like storefront or or just with, yeah. I, and it takes time. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, this is dedication. Yeah. Doing the toys and, and we've slowly built up a, a customer base and we have, we do have people that travel from all over the state that come here. Yeah. Um, but it's taken time to build up that. And, and she, she does a lot of work on Facebook and mm-hmm. pushing the business out there and, and, and presenting us online. And I think that helps a lot too, but uh, I mean, we still get people that live in Waynesboro that come in every weekend and they go, we didn't know this place was here. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it's surprising, but that if you don't get it out there and people just don't realize that your business is there, that you could have something right on Main Street and people will still drive by it every day and not realize it's there until, you know, so it does take time to build the customers and get the community to realize what you are and where you are. Right. Yeah. I think that's very solid advice and actually very encouraging advice, because I think sometimes, you know, we can sort of have, um, this impression that we are kind of in this hustle culture and everything Mm -hmm. needs to be big and flashy and like all this stuff. But for like so many people, that's not actually practical. And there's like more than one way to go about, you know, starting a business, if that's what you want to do. So I really love that practical, um, advice. So you say that people, um, come from all over the state of Virginia. How far have you actually traveled to get some of the products that you have and some of the toys that you have in the store? I mean, we've, I mean, we vacation, like the farthest that we vacation is Florida. I mean, and and we'll go on the, we'll go on hunts. Yeah. 
yeah go on vacation to bring back here but wow okay i've actually traveled just to pick up items i've traveled up to like northern virginia just to go get certain yeah. things that i've found online right um, to bring back here for the store but uh yeah i mean we i'll travel all over the state depending on what i can find and how good of a deal it is mm-hmm. gotcha yeah always, with this kind of stuff you always have to be looking for it because yeah you never know what somebody's gonna post online on facebook marketplace or something like that exactly. and believe it or not the toy stuff if it gets posted at a good deal it is gone instantly yeah <laughs> so you have to stay on top of those things because uh there's there's quite a a good following around in this area too for toy collectors and and people that are, uh, you know, buying collectibles to resell online or, you know, in the area. So it's, it's, it's kind of competitive, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine that it is, but it, it, it is kind of competitive trying to get a hold of the, the cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. So is there like sort of one toy that you have in mind that would be sort of like the golden egg that you've been looking for, for a while? Um, we, so we actually have came across a lot of really rare mm-hmm. toys from all the different toy lines okay. while we've been buying stuff. But I think the biggest story is probably the, so the GI Joe collection from the 1980s, uh, they made an, a GI Joe scaled aircraft carrier. So this thing is literally almost eight feet long and it's a toy. Wow. Uh, it came out in 86, I think. And it's probably one of, I think it's probably is the biggest toy ever made. Um, mm-hmm. I've been, I never got one as a kid and I've been looking <laughs> for one my whole life. And uh, when we started the store, I told her, you know, if I can find one to buy and put on display in the store, if I can get one at a good deal, because these things sell for thousands of dollars. Right. And uh, I said, if I can get one at a good deal, I'm definitely going to get one to put in the store and display. And I've, I've come across a few, but they're very high priced. And when was it? It was probably it was last last summer, probably somewhere in there. Last fall. Uh, last fall. Mm-hmm. Um, we were shopping at an antique mall in um, Richmond, uh, in the short pump area, and uh, I walked in, and right behind the register there was uh, the aircraft carrier. It was in pieces behind the register, so I asked the cashier, and she was like, "I'm not really sure. Someone just brought it in. I don't know if it's for sale. I can check on it for you." I was like, "Okay." Um, well, some older gentleman that was in there overheard me say that and he just walked up to me just perfect timing and he was like do you want one of those gi joe aircraft carriers i was like yeah he's like well i live like five minutes down the road he's like my kids don't want nothing none of their old toys he's like if you come with me you can you can have it so i was like are you serious (laughs) so i followed him to his house i i i I still didn't believe it i was like maybe he's mistaken it's something different but sure enough we get to his house we walk up in the attic and it was sitting right there still in the box up, up in the attic and um so that's i I, we ended up finding that that's probably the biggest thing i think for the store and and it's on display in the store and people love to see it and just yeah it surprises a lot of people how big uh they actually made toys back in the 80s (laughs) that is a really cool story so you didn't get it as a little kid but you got it as a big kid (laughs) yes it'll sit in the store (laughs) yes definitely definitely not not giving that one up for sure um so where did the name tubular toy box come from (laughs) who thought of that it was me okay um obviously toys (laughs) I I really wanted to have like the 80s feel to it yes obviously tubular and toys so I just thought 
we're just this huge toy box, really. So we're just the tubular toy box. All right. That's what I was suspecting, but I wanted to make sure because I knew yeah. that was like kind of the 80s slang. So I just wanted to make sure that's what it was. Well, awesome. Yeah, most people kind of add their own thing to it. And they're like the totally tubular toy box. Yeah. A lot of people <laughs> yeah. when they know in, where it's yeah. coming from, but they'll, they'll, they'll add totally to it a lot of times yeah. on their own. Right. That's funny. Um, so, you know, in this digital age where people are shopping so much, you know, online, what is special about coming like actually into a brick and mortar store? Why would you encourage people to do that versus just trying to find these things online? I think for us, because of the products that we carry, they're I mean, you, you can't walk in Walmart or Target. I mean, you can, you can look at it from a perspective of, oh, I can go on eBay or Etsy and maybe pick things up. But then you're also going to be paying eBay prices with the shipping and stuff like that. Um, it's more of the thrill of the hunt, I think, for a lot of collectors to be able to walk in and pick up something tangible right then and evaluate it instead of buying something online that you don't know how it will be received or if the description is truly exactly what it was stating it was. So I I really do feel like, um, which is why we don't have an online presence other than sometimes I'll post ads on Marketplace um, to kind of draw some business and whatnot, but we do not have um, an online storefront. We are truly just, if if you like what we have, you'll have to visit. Um, we have occasionally shipped, um, especially if somebody has been, we get a lot of tourists that will pass through the area. And then like, I think we shipped this like huge monster high. I think it was like two feet, a two foot tall doll that somebody had visited the area, came in, saw it and decided when they got all the way back to Minnesota that they had to have it and so we we did end up um we did end up quoting them the price did we end up shipping that to them I think finally they've just made another trip okay (laughs) because of how big it was but yeah so we we will consider shipping obviously yeah we've sold a few of the really high-end things Oh yeah, and shipped the it marketplace out. and mm-hmm. people have bought it from other states and, and we've right. shipped those. We're not against shipping. It's just, we don't want to make that our full business. And I, I think from a collector standpoint, there's something about going into a store and actually finding that item that you've been looking for and having, having found it yourself. I think it makes it a little more of a sentimental value to it when you yeah. actually go and you seek it out and you find it yourself versus you can pretty much just click on anything on eBay and, and buy what you want if you want to pay that price for it. So uh, right. I think there's something about actually finding it in person. And uh, that's kind of why we like, like to have it more of a, uh, you know, just a retail brick and mortar store. Yeah, I agree. I think there is something special about, you know, kind of finding it and then, you know, the experience of going and browsing and maybe you see something you didn't <laughs> even think about. Um, I read somewhere that sometimes people think you're even like a toy museum. Um, <laughs> it seems like it sometimes. Yeah. A yeah. lot of people are like, oh my gosh, is this stuff for sale? Yeah. Like, yeah, but <laughs> you want to buy it. Yeah. We've even joked about like charging a dollar admission for people to <laughs> yeah. around because that, a lot of, a lot of people, you know, the whole families will come in here and they'll start looking around 
and adult brothers and sisters will be like, hey, you remember we had that or we had that? So yeah, it is kind of like a toy museum too. Awesome. I love that. So you're open certain hours and you're in certain places online. So how can everybody find you, um, find the store and when that's open? And then also um, how can people find you online? So we um, are on Facebook and Instagram um, at Tubular Toy Box VA. I had to think about that for a second. (laughs) Um, And we're also on Google. So anybody can do a Google search um, and get our current address and stuff like that. Um, And of course we have, we have an email. Anybody could email us at the tubulatorybox at aol.com for any type of inquiries or questions or whatnot. And Facebook Messenger. Um, Yeah. That's that's how a lot of people contact us. Mm -hmm whether they have things to sell or they have questions about what we might have or when our hours are. Gotcha. Uh, she's really good about keeping Facebook updated on yeah. just because we really don't have any spare time days that we take off when we're, when we are planning on being open, she'll update the Facebook page early on or the day before to make sure it's known that we're going to be closing early mm-hmm. or we'll be closed okay. that weekend or whatever. Um, so that people don't, you know, travel here and, um realize we're closed so she does really good about keeping the store page updated great so everybody that is tuning in make sure you check that facebook page for all the updated hours and and everything like that awesome well is there anything else you think it's important for people to know about the tubular toy box or advice you have for entrepreneurs um i mean uh, from an entrepreneur standpoint, go for it if you really want to. I mean, you're never going to know until you try. Make sure um, you but, pick something yeah. you enjoy. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Because that would make all the difference. I think if it was something else, you know, that I yeah. didn't enjoy working at, that I don't think I would have put this much effort into it. But it because it's fun, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's not so much a job. Um, but right. definitely make sure you pick something that you enjoy doing or something that you're passionate about um, and, and make that your business venture. Awesome. Well, that is excellent advice. Amanda and Ray, it's been such, um, a nice time talking with you today. Thank you so much for joining us and anybody that is listening, um, make sure you check back regularly for new episodes of Waynesboro at work. If you want to learn more about Waynesboro businesses, you can, um, visit waynesborobusiness.com or growwaynesboro.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on the visit Waynesboro YouTube channel and Waynesboro at work on Spotify. Until next time, take care and be well. Thank you.